Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the program. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Richard. I'm your host live out here in Las Vegas. Your other host on the East Coast live in Boston, hopefully not uh, under a lot of snow, Josh Applebaum. Josh, how are you? I'm doing great, Pritch. Happy Monday, my man. Yeah, we're all shoveled out. Uh, We've got a lot to talk about, Pritch. So, yeah, sun's shining today. Believe it or not, in Boston, we hadn't seen some sun in a while. But, Pritch, what an incredible weekend overall. We got the Super Bowl number now. So, big uh, early deep dive here on the number and kind of some Super Bowl trends. But overall, Pritch, if you're a contrarian better like me and if you're, uh, you know, working at a sports book, it was a really good day to kind of bet against the public yesterday. Both, obviously, the uh, the Bengals getting it done with the seven or seven and a half. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, the 49ers, three and a half, a terrible loss there, but cover the number once again uh, and really what was big is obviously that Bengals outright win because not only was it you know the public lean in Kansas City there but that killed all of the Kansas City futures the Mahomes Super Bowl uh, MVP also the teasers money line parlays so big day for the book uh, big day for contrarian betters back in these dogs and also pretty quietly unders have done very very well this playoffs right two and oh yesterday and now six and two so far this postseason but I tell you what it was a good weekend all around uh, enjoyed it uh, certainly we'll get to the betting angles and and what did we learn from them because we got the big game uh, in a couple of weeks Josh but just breaking down the teams here uh, because it's fascinating about the journey of the Rams. You know, they go all in, right? They trade one franchise quarterback to get another one, uh, a preference thing. They get Matthew Stafford. Uh, and, Josh, I tell you what, uh, not discounting the Rams, but since December, they lost one game down the stretch, and that was to the 49ers. Uh, I didn't discount that. Certainly the up-and-down nature of the season being all in. And the guy that they did trade, Jared Goff, was their, uh, their last first-round draft choice since 2016. So the all-in mentality for the Rams, Josh, the fact that they're going to host or be in their stadium for the Super Bowl, I just think that journey is incredible. And they got it done against the 49ers, uh, the rival within the division. Matthew Stafford, though, leading the way, overcoming adversity, overcoming the pressure situations. And really, uh, it's a team of stars, and it came together at the right time. 
It really did, Pritch. And of course, you know, we'd be talking a whole nother conversation today if Jaquarski Tart, uh, almost like Asante <laughs> Samuel Pritch in the 07 Super Bowl, was just able to catch that ball. So, yeah, good you know, point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, again, so it just goes to show you how important these turnovers are. And of course, you know, the, the Mahomes pick there, uh, the bounce ball, the lineman caught, you know, that turned that game around. So mm-hmm. again, it just shows you the razor's edge that these games can twist on. But to your point, it's a really interesting contrast in styles. And I think, you know, if you're a general manager or taking over a new team or trying to build your team, it just goes to show you there are different ways to skin a cat you had obviously the Rams who went all in and they don't have another pick here until the year 30 45 Pritch but obviously (laughs) they're in the Super Bowl so you can't argue with that whereas really the Bengals kind of did it the old conventional way you bottom out you're kind of bad for a while you wait for the number one pick you you hit it really there with Burrow and then you know you get your draft picks right bringing in Chase obviously you know there are a lot of questions about Taylor early on but kind of sticking with him proving that this guy actually does know what he's doing so I think it's in, from a million different angles we got two weeks to break it all down I just think that's a big thing for me like there are different ways to succeed in the NFL you can do great in the draft you can load up you know trading away your picks uh, but it just goes to show you you know there are different ways to skin a cat and really for both teams uh, they've been successful and gotten them to this point thus far yeah let's focus too on uh, all these teams though the situations too as we build up the the hype for the Super Bowl for sure two weeks to do that uh, but but certainly and I mentioned this a few days ago in terms of the pillars of success uh, that was conveyed to me as an athlete from Super Bowl winning head coaches and certainly that was red zone scoring efficiency on both sides of the ball third down efficiency on both sides of the ball and certainly turnover differential Uh, if you win uh, the majority of those categories two out of the three uh, you're going to have a great chance of winning a championship so you you factor in the Rams uh, Josh and Matthew Stafford uh, in the game that he had, 31 of 45, threw it 45 times, 337 yards, two touchdowns. He did have the interception uh, and the two sacks. But what he didn't do is panic. Uh, and so as a better, uh, I'm, I'm backing that, I think, moving forward in terms of the numbers, certain, certain situations. Like, I wanted that number to get down to three. It did not, even though there was a lot of support on the 49ers. But for Matthew Stafford, I was willing to pounce on three if we could get it just because of the steady nature of this quarterback. Yeah, and again, we got to give Stafford a ton of credit here. Although, of course, you know, he's prone for one of these plays there, like that Tart almost inter- interception, Pritch, yep. where he's going to throw one and bomb one down the field, and you're almost waiting for that. I think it just goes to show you, you got to capitalize, you know, because you're going to get some of those chances. But Tippercat to Stafford, obviously, uh, you know, you know, was kind of toiling there in Detroit for quite a while. They mm-hmm. make all these this big trade to bring him in, and he's really kind of uh, playing great here down the stretch to get him to the point that they're at. Now, you brought up a really good point in terms of the juice, Pritch, because I think that was a huge, you know, teachable moment takeaway from both of those games because I think we're all programmed to just look at the line like did it go you know seven to seven and a half or three to three and a half or three and a half to four sometimes it won't move in terms of the full you know point or half point but the juice is something you got to pay attention to because to your point you know it was always juiced up 49ers plus three and a half whether it was minus 120 minus 115 that was really the side of the liability what happens they cover the number you know same thing with the Bengals like it was always juiced up toward uh, really the, the Kansas city chiefs there minus seven minus minus one fifteen. But anytime it got to seven and a half immediately came back down the quickness and how bold and swift it was seven and a half back down to seven told me that, Hey, they didn't really want to go there. And when they did, it got hit and they had to adjust it. Yeah. These are the little things you keep an eye out for. The juice can really, really, again, it's not going to win every time. Nothing does in betting, but it can tell you where the liability is. And if you see how long a line goes to a number and quickly comes back down, that's a good signal that the books, Hey, 
We gave you the seven and a half for a split second, but really, and again, it didn't matter. They went out right. But those are the little things to keep an eye out for in terms of juice movement. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the journey, the all-in mentality, the mindset, too. I mean, Matthew Stafford, we saw the pressure uh, overwhelm him at times. I mean, a lot of picks down the stretch. And you mentioned the one to Tart in the game itself. Uh, but let's take a listen to Matthew Stafford because I, I do want to try to understand uh, what he thinks it means about the opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't know. I just I wasn't thinking I was going to do that. It just happened a uh, long time coming. You know, you know. Um, spent a lot of spent a lot of years in this league, and and I've loved every minute of it. I, um, you know, I feel blessed to be able to play in this league for as long as I have. Um, but I sure am happy for this opportunity for not only myself, but really so many guys in that locker room that deserve this too. So, then um, that's what it is. It's an opportunity, you know, to go out there and win another one. You know, Josh, that's so telling to me. And again, I, I, as a better, I listen to players like that at, at the podium, whether it's a coach or a player, key players, because it does give you a lot of information about the, the psyche, the mindset, uh, the locker room, the feel of closeness. And those typically are the small things or the big things, if you want to, however you want to factor them in, uh, that separates you. Uh, and so Stafford fitting into that locker room, Stafford's relationship with Cooper Cup, you could cash this ticket, 11 receptions, 142 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, I cashed the ticket on, on Odell Beckham Jr. and his receiving yards over nine receptions, 113 yards. Josh, when you have it clicking like that uh, with your weapons out there, as well as the offensive line and a rushing attack and the defense for sure. Uh, I mean, it's a special moment right now for the Rams. It really isn't, you know, great call by you with OBJ Pritch because he hit that one for you pretty quick. You didn't have to sweat right. that one no too sweat. much there. <laughs> and and also, you know, Cooper Cup, you know, just kind of a public guy. But, hey, sometimes the guy just has a great connection and cashes all these overs. It's just unbelievable what Cup has been able to do. Um, and also, you know, it goes to show you, though, with props to Pritch, injuries can really hurt you. Like, I really like that Tyler Higby over receiving yards. And what happens? Like, you know, midway through the first quarter, he gets hurt and he's yeah. out of the game. So maybe Blanton, uh, obviously a guy that if maybe you got some of those throws to, to Higby, he would have cashed that prop. So, uh, again, with Stafford, I think the guy has some perspective. You got to hand it to him. He comes in as a number one pick, a lot of expectations. You, you have years and years and years in Detroit where you never win anything. Now you're finally in the big game. And he had that, you know, embrace with his wife who, you know, battled, uh, you know, an illness and had, you know, brain surgery. So you kind of feel good for a guy like that uh, to really get in this position. Whereas you look at Jimmy G Pritch and I was oh, almost, man. you know, cr crying at the, uh, at the press conference. I feel for Jimmy G because he, it's going to be tough to live down that interception there late, which by the way, Pritch, remember it was over half pick minus minus one fifty. right until the bitter end. You finally got that one, but man, I just feel tough, feel bad for Jimmy G, even though now 16 and four ATS is a dog covering by the hook. Well, you know, it was coming too, though, right? I mean, with Jimmy G, uh, I think people are anticipating the Jimmy G moment, uh, not hitting Kittle to start the game, did not settling, settle him down. Uh, it, but it was something we talked about. The guy just overthrows wide open players that are big plays. It, go back to the Super Bowl when he launched one over the head of Emmanuel Sanders, they would have won the Super Bowl. Uh, so the playbook was limited. We knew that the Jimmy G prop, I mean, you're looking at 232 yards, two touchdowns in INT, like you mentioned, uh, I cashed with Devo Samuel, uh, his, uh, combined rushing and receiving yards barely though. Uh, when you think about, uh, 98 yards right there in the touchdown, Debo Samuel is incredible. Uh, but the 49ers, uh, they lose the Jimmy G issue. The Kyle Shanahan issue also showed up in this game. 
Yeah. And kind of, where do you go from here? I mean, you have Trey Lance who you invested so much, you know, draft capital into and Jimmy G, you know, is this the end of the road for Jimmy G in San Francisco? Yeah. So I think that's going to be really interesting to see moving forward. But you know, with Jimmy G, it's funny. Like if you look at him from the, the lens of a fan or watching the game, you're like, this guy's not very good, but as betters, we love Jimmy G cause he covers all these numbers. So I think it's kind of a, you know, different distinction there, depending on, you know, what, what kind of a dog you have in the fight there when it comes to Jimmy G, but Pritch also, I'm not going to put it all on Jimmy G, you know, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan, your defense is playing great. Mm -hmm. You have a fourth and two at midfield and you, you kind of get scared. You try to draw them off sides and then you punt it. I get it. You trust your defense, but if you really trust your defense, why not go for that? Pick it up, uh, kind of end the game there. To me, Shanahan gets a lot of blame for that one. Yeah, absolutely. I, I want to discuss that too, Josh, because betting uh, with coaching and the decisions that they make, like Andy Reid, Kyle Shanahan, they're all experienced. Even Sean McVay, who tried to win the game from the sidelines. Uh, as opposed to let the players uh, determine outcome. Uh, when you have these coaching situations from experienced coaches, and yet they still mess it up. Uh, I want to uh, get your thoughts on that when it comes to betting, especially in particular for the Super Bowl coming up. Uh, we got experienced coaches here. One, uh, the other one not so experienced, but definitely want to get your thoughts on that. VSIN uh, is the best place to get all of the betting insights for the big game. And right now you can sign up and get our free big game betting guide. This digital guide gives you trends, strategies, props to watch, and tips from all of our experts. Visit vcin.com slash Super Bowl to get your free guide and get ready for the biggest football betting action of the year. Cannot wait for that, Josh, to dive into that uh, digital guide right there. It's going to be loaded with so much great information as we build up the hype again for the Super Bowl. Uh, well, we got to break down the AFC Championship. Speaking of coaching decisions, that's coming up next right here on vcin, the Sports Betting Network. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get to Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of and those. Then have, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
The big game is right around the corner, and it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID. Open an account, start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. You're going to love the technology and the fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel that you have a gambling problem, please call one 800-522-4700. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today. So, Josh, um, the 49ers, curious on your thoughts on this one. Where did they go from here? Because I'm one to think if they would have drafted Kyle Pitts like they should have. I mean, I don't know if the Rams even beat the 49ers. I don't know who beats the 49ers this year. If you think about the firepower, the emergence of Debo Samuel. But I do know Kyle Shanahan, and I know the family. I know the fact that he wants a quarterback. You think about all the successful coaches, Bill Belichick and all these guys, they always had a quarterback. Hell, his dad, Mike Shanahan, had John Elway. <laughs> so Kyle's looking for a quarterback, and it's not Jimmy G. And I don't know if it's going to be Trey Lance either. So where did the 49ers go from here? Yeah, so really question marks here moving forward. And again, it was kind of you know a little peculiar keeping Jimmy G uh, in the first place because you give all this draft capital up for Trey Lance and Jimmy G had like a $25 million cap hit. You could have kind of, you know, maybe cut him and, you know, brought in some other guys in free agency. But Pritch, it's interesting. You know, I think you turn the keys over to the car for obviously Trey Lance in this spot, but also, yeah. you know, what if there's a trade to be made where, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers may be going to San Francisco <laughs> or uh, something like that. I mean, Pritch, believe it or not, with all the Tom Brady stuff, right. so much this weekend, you haven't, we haven't even talked about Tom Brady, but there are rumors before he, uh, you know, decided to retire. I guess that's still up in the air, even though my perception of that is someone just was a little too quick and maybe kind of stole his thunder. There's also like a $15 million uh, bonus he can get if he kind of waits a little bit here, but there are rumors of, you know, with Tom Brady, you know, leave, he didn't really love Arians there at the end and go to San Francisco, kind of where he's from. So uh, again, I'm thinking more of Jimmy G what happens to Jimmy G obviously in new England, anytime Jimmy G is available, you'll think about him uh, coming back with Belichick and the familiarity. But uh, again, you've invested so much in, uh, in Mac Jones here. That's a questionable take. Uh, so I would say Pritch, I'll throw two names at you. What about the Pittsburgh Steelers? Right. They're, they're missing big Ben now. Uh, or do you really want Mason Rudolph? Can you make a play for Jimmy G lean on your defense and kind of surround him with good offensive weapons? Or what about the Broncos? If they can't get Aaron Rodgers, you got a good defense. You got an offensive minded coach. Could he work there? So I think there it's interesting. And once we get these prop bets on where these quarterbacks can go, I think it'll, it'll definitely tell us a lot is better. Yeah. Times are different in the national football league. I never thought I would see a franchise quarterback get traded. Um, seriously, I mean, Joe Montana was an exception back then, but that he was on the tail end of his career. Uh, and therefore, a franchise quarterback getting traded, uh, there's your precedent, really, or a franchise quarterback that's a free agent. Uh, so we're going to get a lot of that. I mean, we have been. Peyton Manning, go back to when he was cut from the Colts. Uh, and that led to the Denver Broncos picking him up and going to Super Bowls. So uh, it's get, going to get exciting, I think, in offseason. Saucy, spicy, however you want to categorize it. Uh, so stay tuned for sure. But we have to get to the AFC Championship game because the Bengals stunned the Chiefs 27-24. And as betters, again, Josh, the, the factor that coaches can still mess it up, even though they're experienced. Andy Reid, he has been in nine conference championship games. Think about this. Nine. Uh, and he's got one Super Bowl. One Super Bowl to show for appearing in nine conference championship situations. And uh, I know he was involved with some questionable decisions, but the fact that Patrick Mahomes, and he leaned on him so much, and, and it's good reason. He's a great quarterback, great player. 
but when he doesn't have it, when he's playing poorly, do you have anywhere else you can go with your offense to help you out? And certainly the defense, the struggles there kind of showed up as well in this game against Cincinnati. They really didn't. Of course, you know, Andy Reid, you know, before he got that Super Bowl, finally with Mahomes early uh, and their kind of duo together there. Remember, he got a lot of, uh, you know, bad clock management. Andy Reid can't handle the clock. Well, it reared its ugly head there, Pritch. You know, you're kind of getting too cute, you know, throwing it out to the side when you maybe should have just kicked the field goal there. That really gave life there to the Cincinnati Bengals. And, you know, what I noticed with Mahomes just from the eye test is like, you know, it's incredible when he scrambles around and makes a, a good big play, almost like, you know, Johnny Manziel, you know, back in college. Mm -hmm. But Every once in a while, that's okay, but it almost turned into like their whole offense, like him going back and forth, scrambling. And, you know, it's nice when you can cash a couple of those plays, but I think when you're just kind of out of sorts and you got to get creative and, you know, just make these plays off the top of your head, uh, that's when you really get into some trouble here. And also, you know, I'll give a shout out to, to Taylor here, who, uh, again, shot up the charts there for coach of the year. It probably is going to be variable based on the betting odds, but was funny, Pritch, and I'll get your take. Romo was going nuts over Taylor, <laughs> running the ball on first down every single time. And yeah. I'm like, here I am holding a plus seven and a half with the Bengals. Like, yeah, Romo, you're totally right. Like, can we throw the ball? And again, you're getting one yard each time. But Taylor, to his credit, he knew his team, right. their second half team. They come from behind. Uh, so Romo was going nuts, but he kind of played it perfectly. Uh, and again, led his team to a victory. So I don't think you can complain there. And I would just say, Pritch, you know, McVay, Taylor, I think all over the next couple of weeks, you're going to hear everyone talk about McVay's the master and you right. know, he's the new Belichick and he's so smart. Uh, he didn't impress me too much in that game, burning his challenges, burning his timeouts. Whereas I think Taylor is almost like a, uh, you know, I, it's not that I have more faith in Taylor as the coach, but I also just think uh, the discrepancy between the two may not be as big as the media makes it out to be. Well, Josh, a great point, because I think people should wake up to Zach Taylor um, in this game. And, and I know, uh, is he predictable? Sure he is. Uh, did he have to run the ball in first down? Yeah, he did, because he needed to establish a rushing game. He needed to establish the fact that he needed to keep the Chiefs' defense honest. Because you cannot allow Joe Burrow to get sacked nine times again. Uh, so if you think about how the game played out, and this is the thing about Zach Taylor that people haven't focused in on, uh, the attention to detail, but then also the focus and the feel of the game that he's developed uh, as a play caller. I know as fans and as betters, sometimes we get frustrated at that. But I just want to enlighten the audience that coaches stick to a game plan for a reason. You think about how they shortened that game in the second half and how difficult it was for Patrick Mahomes. They were dropping eight guys in, uh, on defense. He was going to hold the ball. He was going to get frustrated. And that's certainly what Cincinnati was leaning on and hoping for. And then to close out the game in overtime by rushing the football, the toughness factor the Cincinnati Bengals needed to establish that, but, but as better as we kind of overlooked at it sometimes because we're just worried about points. Exactly. Pritch. Thank you. Tee that up perfectly. And again, you know, looking at Taylor, knowing his team, not overreacting, right. not getting when you're down big, knowing his like, quarterback, so easy, Pritch. Yeah. Knowing his QB. And again, uh, CJ Uzama getting hurt early and kind of overcoming that injury as well. Uh, I mean, by the way, T Higgins, a guy, I think we should target here in terms of prop bets, Pritch. He made some incredible plays mm -hmm. over the middle again, you know, yards after the catch. But I think with Taylor, what you're excited about is I think he's kind of a good mesh of like analytics and old school, even though he's a very young guy, you know, he's not like an, a crazy analytics guy like Staley, who sometimes maybe takes a little bit too far. I think he applies the <laughs> yes. data, but as you said, Pritch, he still has the eye test. And I think, you know, we live in the year 2022. Everyone's it's all computers, numbers, data, analytics. Right. But I still think there's a place in the game for 
uh, a feel for the game, watching the game, knowing your team. And I just think Taylor is kind of really threading that needle very well, where he's not ignoring the data. He still takes it into account, but he's not going to just blindly take the data. He has that feel for the game, which again, it got his team to the Super Bowl, which Pritch weren't, I think they opened 200 to one, the mm-hmm. Bengals to win the yeah, Super Bowl. Can you imagine if you and I put some pizza money on that play over sure. the summer? I mean, we started highlighting Zach Taylor. Certainly, I think after the Denver Bronco game, uh, midway past the midway point uh, of the league of uh, the regular season. But let's focus on the relationship too, or what Zach Taylor uh, and Joe Burrow has going right now, because I, I think again, it's informative. Uh, there's there's a lot of information in the words that coaches and players say. Here's Zach Taylor on Joe Burrow. I mean, they, when they when the game's on the line, he's going to figure it out, you know. And whether it's with his feet or extending plays, um, he kind of made a uh, he made a comment last night. He's going to try to rush for 100 yards, and and uh, I don't know how many yards he ran for, um, but but he sure took off there in the fourth quarter and made some huge plays with his feet. And um, that comment he made last night in our quarterback meeting kind of registered with me that. You know, he realized he didn't have enough yards rushing again. He's going to try to get them all in the fourth quarter. So um, he, ju- he just finds a way to make plays when there isn't a play to be made. Makes my life much easier. There doesn't have to be the perfect play call. He's going to figure it out. Um, you know, probably called one of his, his all-time favorite plays in the third quarter. Um, and it did not work at all. And he scrambled. And he found Jamar coming across the field. Um, on a scramble play for big play. You guys can probably look it up and, and watch what play it was, but that's his, that's his bread and butter. It was a disaster. The coverage took everybody away. Um, they blitzed us. There, there was nothing there, and Joe figured it out. You know, And so um, just, just really proud of the effort that he had today and putting us in this position. You know what, uh, Josh, he's 25 years old, and, and, but plays like he's 30. He plays like he's been in the league for a long time. The accuracy, he was second in the league in quarterback rating. Let that sink in. Joe Burrow was second in the league in quarterback rating behind Aaron Rodgers, who's going to win MVP. Uh, so, I, I mean, as we look ahead and look at the Bengals, I, maybe people are just now waking up on that fact. Uh, something that we've done in this program is kind of outline uh, the uh, surgence so, or uh, the surge uh, of the Bengals here uh, in terms of that team, that franchise kind of distinguishing themselves. The young players that they have, Joe Mixon, thank you for letting me catch that ticket over 51 and a half rushing yards as well. Uh, the toughness factor, too, but the trust, uh, I think, was really revealing right there from uh, Zach Taylor. I think it was, Pritch. And again, there's kind of a stat flying around on Twitter here. I believe Burrow will be the first ever to win the Heisman, win the national championship, and win the Super Bowl. So it goes to show you, this guy in, in only a couple years here has done incredible things. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to continue talking about the Bengals here because they are in the Super Bowl. And I think we can give uh, our audience a lot of information, useful information, uh, before they make a bet on this Super Bowl. That's coming up right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This segment of Betting Across America is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, no batteries to charge, or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen, Citrus, and many more. Each variety comes in two strengths so you can easily find the satisfaction level. 
that's perfect for you. Zen, which is America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head over to zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum, your host today. And, and so, Josh, you know, the Bengals, in-game standpoint, phenomenal, right? Uh, when you think about the last time they matched up against the Kansas City Chiefs, they overcame 14-point deficit three times. Uh, they overcame an 18-point deficit in this game. Bad coaching from Andy Reid, but a combination of good coaching, though, that I want to focus on with the Bengals. The defense, as they changed and came up with something new in the second half against Patrick Mahomes, dropping eight in the coverage, that caused problems. Patrick Mahomes went eight of 18 for 50 yards in the second half, including overtime, two interceptions. So I, that stands out to me when the coaches with the Bengals can make adjustments right in the middle of the game. Yeah, and again, just goes to your coaching and a guy like Taylor kind of really spearheading this where, hey, let's not just do what we do. So many coaches do that, and it's like you do what you do, but if you don't make adjustments, you're going to lose. So it just goes to show you this guy is a forward-thinking type coach, mm -hmm. put his team in, in a great position, and just kind of you know finishing up the conversation on the Bengals, Pritch. I want to give a shout-out to the owner, Mike Brown. Now, I'm not a big fan of owners in general, you know, just, to, you know, hey, it, it must be pretty nice to be in that position, but a lot of times owners will just – fire their coaches. We see it all the time. One bad year, you're fired. Two bad years, you're fired. Uh, but he stayed with Taylor, even though he had a couple terrible, awful years there early. Uh, and it's really going to show you patience is really important. We're in a kind of an impatient world in, in football and just, you know, social media in general, we want everything quick, but patience really paying off and Brown sticking with Taylor really helped. And also Pritch, I'm going to make a comparison. This is, I'm not a big, I'm not a big hot take guy, mm -hmm. but I see a lot of similarities in the betting market between the Bengals this year and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers from last year. Remember the Bucks? They were in this run here where they were uh, like getting three, getting three and a half, getting three. Uh, you were you were a favorite early against the Washington football team, kind of like uh, the Bengals were as against the Raiders in the first game. But then you were uh, plus four against Tennessee. You went outright plus seven and a half against Kansas City. You went outright. Now you're plus four against the Rams. Remember in those games with Tom Brady, they were getting either three and a half, three or three and a half. Uh, when they were going into uh, Lambeau, when they were against the Saints, and then they were, when they were against Mahomes. When you get this kind of dog that's getting points but keeps winning outright and is contrarian every time, I see a similarity there. Now, there's obvious differences, but from a betting standpoint, the journey that the Bucks took last year right. looks kind of similar to what the uh, the Bengals have been doing in terms of their betting odds. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you have a special situation at quarterback, right? Uh, what Tom Brady was able to do and then what – Joe Burrow potentially could do winning a national championship, a Heisman, and perhaps a Super Bowl. Uh, he's in company right now with Joe Montana and Joe Namath. Another Joe here. Uh, it's incredible <laughs> to think about, right? But you brought up Mike Brown, and it's really interesting because he's come a long way. The Bengals have uh, from a, a cheap organization when I was in the league. I mean, J Josh, they wouldn't give you more than one pair of shoes. They wouldn't give you more laundry. Like, I mean, you had to wear your underwear essentially the entire year because they were so cheap. Uh, and so now it's, it's different, though, Josh. The culture has changed. And you're right about not pulling the trigger early on Zach Taylor coming into the season. Their win totals were six and a half. They far exceeded that. Uh, looking ahead to the Rams, they had a ten and a half uh, win total preseason. Uh, now you look at those two teams as we look ahead to the Super Bowl, which is interesting. Sizing these two teams up right now, the Rams are laying four. I'm curious about the betting market on this one uh, in the next two weeks and maybe more respect coming in on the Bengals. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, but both quarterbacks overcame adversity. If you think about throughout the year, 
Uh, Joe Burrow certainly has overcome adversity, and, and I'll give credit to Matthew Stafford and his ability to overcome adversity too, uh, as both of these quarterbacks have helped their teams reach the Super Bowl. They really have, Pritch. You know, now we obviously have the line for this game. We've seen some line movement early. So kind of what I've been seeing across the market, you know, early move has been toward the Rams a little bit. You know, last night we saw these lines immediately come out. You know, you actually had, you know, what the lines would be, whether or not uh, the Rams won or lost or was San Francisco. But once we got the determination of the two teams, early move was toward the Rams. A lot of these books open Rams laying three and a half. Now they're up to four. So the early movement was toward the Rams. The weird thing is they're quote unquote, the road team. I know this is going to annoy me though over the next two weeks, Rich. <laughs> they're the road team, but it's in their home stadium. Right, right. They're in the other locker room. It's like, it's bizarre world here in general, but that doesn't matter too much. But to me, Pritch, uh, you know, you did see the early move toward the Rams, but I like the spot that the Bengals are in. I'm looking at the plus four with the Bengals. I don't know if it gets to four and a half. If anything, I see a couple of shops that maybe, and this is a prediction here. I don't know if it'll come true. But if you're asking me, does it go to four and a half or down to three and a half? I'd lean more confident that it goes down to three and a half based on some juice prices. And also, if you look at historically, Pritch, you know, this has been kind of a good time to bet dogs. If you look at yeah. over the last 14 years, dogs in the Super Bowl, 10 and four against the spread. Bengals have been great with Burrow as a dog. They've been good as a dog uh, getting three or more. Also, you look at the under, undertook in some money, Pritch. Uh, really, today is when it really showed up, but open around 50, 49 and a half, 50 and a half, down to 48 and a half. We have seen uh, the unders 10 and 8 the last 18 Super Bowls, but 3 and 0 the last three. So we'll have so much time. I don't think you have to make a determination yet. No. But I'm looking at the Bengals <laughs> plus the points, Pritch. I like the Bengals. In this yeah, spot. I mean, right. I wonder if this line uh, keep climbing or not. We'll wait and see. Um, uh, I love giving our audience the secret sauce to the National Football League, though, Josh. Uh, but I do want to hear some comments uh, on, from Joe Burrow uh, about reaching the Super Bowl. Let's hear what he had to say. I wouldn't call it surreal. Or is it? I wouldn't call it surreal. I would say it's exciting. You know, I think if you would have told me before the season that we'd be going to the Super Bowl, I probably would have called you crazy. But then, you know, we played a whole season and, you know, nothing surprises me now. I know the kind of guys that we have and the team that we have. So, you know, there's there's still one left. We're excited about this one. But you know, we'll celebrate tonight and then move on. I mean, it's incredible, Josh. Joe Cool or Macaulay Culkin? Which one? <laughs> yeah, we're one of the Culkins, Pritch. <laughs> right. It's, uh, well, Home Alone. Succession which one? Or, yeah, who's a good nickname for any of them. <laughs> right. Yeah, but literally, this guy is the man. I mean, I was too young for, you know, Joe Namath here, Pritch, but I've heard a lot of comparisons with yeah. Joe Namath just kind of being, you know, we, on Twitter, you have fun with the glasses and the jackets and all that, but Talk about just a confident guy who mm -hmm. kind of, again, he's, he's honest with you. They didn't expect to be in this position. Obviously, when you open 200 to one, it's, it's probably extremely unlikely to happen. But I think it just goes to show the confidence that he has in his teammates and kind of what they've done all year. And now you're getting me in another underdog spot where, you know, publics uh, as of now, uh, around 60% of bets at BetMGM earlier on the Rams. Right. You're in another classic burrow dog contrarian spot. And again, he, he hasn't given me any reason to believe that he can't cover this number up to this point. Absolutely. So secret sauce time. Uh, when you think about the National Football <laughs> League, you often hear this. It's a copycat league, right? So pulling back the curtain on it, you know, the thing about copycat leagues is it's the influence of certain people. Like when I first got into the league, it was a run and shoot was in vogue. Uh, then uh, the greatest show on turf, that was essentially the run and shoot. And then we got into this. Uh, zone rushing attack or option football, if you will, now uh, in the National Football League. But there's two influences that are prevalent in the National Football League right now. And it comes to quarterbacks is the Pey Peyton Manning influence, the Manning camp, 
uh, Stafford, Burrell, all these quarterbacks. Uh, if you want to find out about quarterbacks and their journeys, Josh, who's the next up-and-coming quarterback, make sure you invest time in the Peyton Manning football camp because they are producing rock stars. Uh, and a lot of these guys, they get that influence from that Peyton Manning camp. The other influence that is prevalent is the Shanahan, Mike Shanahan. You think about this matchup in particular, you got Zach Taylor and Sean McVay. Uh, straight out of the Mike Shanahan philosophy, what they do with these offenses. So uh, if you want to learn more about these offenses, if you want to learn more about game planning and what these two teams are going to plan to do, uh, investigate and study Mike Shanahan uh, and study that offense and that philosophy. I think that will help you out as a better. I think you're right, Pritch. And again, just on the you know quarterback topic conversation, real quick. You know, I think we're kind of uh, in the new age of football where you got to be mobile, you got to be able to run. You know, you're looking for the next you know Michael Vick through. You can do it through your legs and through the air. But it goes to show you, you can. There's still a place in the game for you know, even though Burrow and Stafford can scramble a bit, your Tom Brady statue guy who can change at the line. You know, audible out. I think there's a, a still a point, a place in the game for uh, maybe these old school quarterbacks if you can use your mind to really audible in and out of plays. And that's really kind of what Peyton. Manning Manning, uh, made a career of a Hall of Fame career out of. Hey, absolutely. I mean, the thing about playing quarterback, too, but the toughness, there's, there's so many factors, really, Josh. But uh, it is fascinating that that camp in particular uh, is producing the mindset. And I think that's what you're alluding to, the mindset, the mental aspect of the game that just rises you above the X's and O's and allows you to make plays like Joe Burrow did and certainly Matthew Stafford down the stretch. Yeah, and we've seen, you know, you want to be mobile. You got to be able to move. Burrow made a couple huge, you know, third down runs there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've seen Stafford run a little bit too. But, you know, you remember, you run, you get hit, you get hurt. I think if you can use your brain, identify the mic, and, you know, you see two high safeties, hey, run it. You know, let's identify, a you know, an angle here. That, to me, you're going to have a longer career. You're going to avoid injuries. And you can use your brain to uh, help you win games. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, a lot to break down as we lead up into the <laughs> Super Bowl for sure. Uh, but our next segment, Josh, I do want to get to some trends that you have notice that's going to be helpful for betters as we approach the Super Bowl and get those out now and then also preview and, and get in uh, in depth information from you from your Market Insights podcast always entertaining always informative as well so a lot to get to in the next segment after this break right here on VSEN the Sports Betting Network What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer on the NBA. Just place a $10 Moneyline wager on any game. If either team hits a three-pointer, you'll win $200 in free bets, regardless of your bet's outcome. Plus, earn MLife rewards that you can redeem for hotel rooms and dining at any MGM resort. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. BetMGM is proud to be an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Once again, it's bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets. If a three-pointer is made in the NBA game you wager on, visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions must be at least 21. It's a new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. 1-800-GAMBLER if you feel that you have a gambling problem. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum, your host today. So Josh, We're just going to scratch the surface. we got a long time, right? Two weeks before we do the deeper dives and certainly stay tuned to VSIN. We have the big game betting guide that I think a lot of people should take the time to find research with that as well. But some nuggets to begin as we scratch the surface of the big game, Uh, some nuggets, some trends that you've identified. Yeah, just some nuggets to think out, you know, think through your head and kind of, again, we got a lot of time to, we haven't even gotten to props yet, Pritch, so imagine, <laughs> but this is going to be, you know, on the one hand, it's like, uh, you're so excited for it and you got to wait and then it right. feels like you got to wait forever and then it's right there. So again, the two weeks, maybe it'll be slow, maybe it'll go quick, but either way, just some things to think about as you're capping this game. And again, historical betting trends to me are important. It doesn't mean they're the only reason you bet a game, but I want to be aware of things. If no matter who, you know, is in this position, you see a big sample size that tends to cash historically. Again, doesn't guarantee it's going to win from something in the past, but also you want to be aware of these things going into your bet. So we talked all year, you know, NFL, the most uh, heavily bet sport legalization is spreading across America. You know, the ticket counts are skyrocketing. So how do dogs do Uh, favorites, overs, unders? This is a good time of year, or especially in the Super Bowl, which we have seen, especially recent years toward dogs and toward unders. Why? Because a lot of betting public, again, may not have bet, you know, weeks one through uh, 18 or betting, you know, the playoff games, but they're going to bet the Super Bowl. Everyone's talking about it. You want to get it on the action. So again, this public bias toward favorites and toward overs going against that grain. Also the fact that with this two week break, Pritch, there's even more and more time for more public betters to get into the market. So the market is really saturated with a lot of public money. So if you look at just Super Bowl dogs uh, over the last 14 years, they're 10 and four ATS. Uh, you look toward last year where obviously the Bucks covered in one outright with getting the three uh, Bengals would match a lot of systems here uh, with Burrow as a dog, 13, four and one against the spread. Uh, you also get these dogs, uh, Super Bowl dogs getting three points or more also 10 and four ATS over the last uh, about 15 to 20 years there in that span as well. But really what's interesting, Pritch is the total to me now, not crazy, you know, over the last 18 years, the under is 10 and eight, but you've gone three and over the under your last three games. And the immediate move here on this game was toward the under uh, again, opening around 50 ish down to 48 and a half right now. And the last few games, Pritch, uh, you look at last year, Tampa Bay and the chiefs. Remember that was a 55 total. Mm-hmm. It sailed way under. You had the 49ers uh, chiefs before that. that was a 52 and a half went under. And then also that Patriots Rams game was 13 to three. That was a 55 and a half total. So the whole point being, you know, uh, with all this public betting and, and uh, betting entering the market, 
they're, a lot of these casual bettors are going to lean on favorites and lean on overs, where in reality, especially since legalization, you've really seen these dogs and these unders come through, and the under is getting hit as we speak for this game. Right. Josh, I wonder if bettors will look at this game as a divisional game because of the the familiarity that's uh, up and down the board, whether it's Zach Taylor, Sean McVay, but certainly identical offenses, uh, philosophies. Uh, again, it's the Mike Shanahan influence right here. So uh, it'll be interesting how betters interpret all the information as we lead up to the Super Bowl, uh, the big game, the big game coming up here in a matter of a couple weeks. Uh, Josh, I did want to get your thoughts, though, uh, an end of an era time when it comes to Tom Brady. Uh, he's planning to retire. In other words, he's planning to have his announcement. Uh, uh, I think Schefter probably has it right, and other people have it right, that it could be an uh, end of a career for Tom Brady. But your thoughts, because you grew up with this guy. Yeah, so Pritch, I'll be honest with you, and I don't want uh, I don't want any tears in the room now, but this is the end of my childhood. You know, this is who I grew up on, and I remember being 13 years old and, uh, you know, watching the first Super Bowl. My buddy's there uh, against the greatest show on turf. So, again, you kind of felt like Brady would play forever. Now, I think a lot of people reading the tea leaves would say, uh, hey, you know, he talked about his family. He kind of had a tone in his voice. You did have people who kind of maybe saw this coming, but I was surprised by a Pritch. You just had a, you know, an MVP caliber season, you know, Brady, the kind of guy I don't think wants to end on that note, but also I think he is retiring. This is just my personal take, but I think he's mad that someone leaked that information. There was a tweet from uh, TB 12, his, uh, you know, his health and wellness uh, endeavor, which is probably going to be along with his clothing line, you know, his next direction here. But they kind of had a tweet and they erased it. And to me, I just think someone got a little too anxious and broke this news before Brady was ready to break it. I think that's why you're kind of seeing a bit of a delay here. Uh, also, there's money involved. There's like a $15 million bonus that Brady is due where he's got to wait to officially retire in order to get that money. Uh, and then also, Pritch, um, you know, I don't know. I just thought Brady, to me, uh, still was playing at an elite level. We'll see how this thing goes moving forward. He did say, you know, that man in the arena uh, series that he's doing, he he said something kind of, maybe he kind of, uh, you know, was a spoiler there. He said the last episode it's coming. So is that last episode, you know, his farewell tour that kind of makes sense, but I'll be honest, Rich, I was surprised. I thought Brady was at least going to play another year. Yeah. He does have a production company, I believe, or he's, or he's partners with somebody that has a production company for sure. But what, but why release, I guess the man in the arena, your documentary while you're still playing. Right. I mean, unless unless the end is near, right? I think that's why you dropped that uh, for sure. But, you know, different eras are, are, are certainly uh, something that you pay attention to if you're a historian of football. I mean, the Green Bay Packers, uh, you, nobody could match what they did. Right. We didn't think anyway uh, back in the 60s. Um, but you, you think about Tom Brady and the Patriots when you go from 2011 to through 2018 and you're in every single conference championship game. <laughs> Uh, it's unprecedented. I don't think we'll ever see anything like that. And again, uh, ever see a quarterback win seven Super Bowls. Uh, it's incredible, uh, the career. And therefore, I don't know what he has left to prove. Uh, I know the love of the game is one thing, but the love of the family is another thing, too, when you start to speak about your family. Yeah, and his, I think his oldest son is going into high school, maybe, and you right. know he plays sports. He wants to be at his game, so I think that uh, obviously is a big thing here. But Pritch, let me just say, in Boston, I'm seeing a lot of these articles. The Patriots were right to let Tom Brady go because here mm. he is, he's gone, he retired. No, they were not right to let him go. You gave up another Super Bowl. You could add maybe two, and then of course, I wanted my favorite player of all time to end his career in a Patriots uniform. So all those hot takes that this was the right call because he retired two years later. No, 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 no. You would have saved me a year, Cam Newton. No, no, no. He should have stayed. 
That, yeah. That's my take. Well, book your trip five years from now. You can watch him go into the Hall of Fame, a uh, member of the New England Patriots with that TV 12. How about that? I hope so. But I think him and Belichick, they're going to need a beer summit or something to kind of cool this thing over between the two of them. But I'll be there, Pritch. You and I, we should go there. We'll be be there for VEASAN. <laughs> Absolutely. That would be great. Okay, the Market Insights podcast, you can catch each and every day. Josh does a great job. He's over 500 uh, with his podcast. What would you have for us today? Yeah, Pritch, a lot today. So uh, let's start with a little bit of NBA. I think there was a game that uh, really caught my eye in terms of an injury-based play. You and I talk about all the time the NBA being really maddening as a better because you can spend you know all morning capping a game, and then a star player's out, the line goes crazy, and you lose all your value. But this play, to me, you're not getting the best of it anymore, but I think there's an edge on the Grizzlies tonight. The Grizzlies are on the road at the 76ers. The 76ers open as a four-point favorite. They've immediately flipped all the way to Grizzlies minus three and a half. What was the reason for that? Joel Embiid, mm-hmm. who's seen his MVP odds have a uh, huge just skyrocket mm-hmm. uh, here. He's putting up a ton of 40-point games, but Embiid is out for rest, and that was the reason why you saw this flip here. So uh, a couple reasons to maybe still look at a money line play for me, Pritch. Minus 165 with John Morant and everyone good to go and no Embiid. Uh, you have three road refs, Barnacki, Boland, and Eric Lewis, uh, all around 52 to 54% to the road team. You also have Memphis, 17 and 7 ATS on the road. Philly only nine and 14 ATS at home. So this is one of those games where, you know, you're late to the party. I don't want to lay the points at this point, but I will lay the juice. Uh, To me, it's a worthwhile bet. And it just goes to show you if you're betting the NBA, you got to be on Twitter 24 seven because these injury based plays can really, you know, get help you pad your bankroll. If you can jump on them quickly. Yeah. I mean, we, even a good team like the heat, right? I mean, we've seen this line climb minus six now for Boston, your C's two Oh nine is the total Uh, Butler is going to be out in this game. Yeah, this is kind of surprising to me. Again, Butler's out. You also have Kyle Lowry out, a couple other guys out here. Uh, looks like P.J. Tucker as well, but a mm-hmm. big move to the Celtics. They open around minus three. They're up to minus six. Uh, you, they could roll in, in this one, Pritch. This is one I'm less interested in now that it's at minus six. Again, I think the money line's kind of gotten away from you. I never like going money lines anything higher than like a 200 on an NBA play. If, if you know, At that point, it's just lay the points. But the Heat are a scrappy team, even with their secondary guys in there, kind of the, the culture that Pat Riley has instilled instilled uh, I wouldn't be so quick to the party to just lay with the Celtics here but again if you got them around minus three you're feeling good based yeah. on these injuries in this line move okay hazmat time for Iowa Penn State and college hoops <laughs> yes sir Pritch here we go <laughs> Iowa Penn State okay. I'm looking at Penn State uh, plus the points here this one jumped out to me Iowa uh, is on the road they're getting a huge majority of bets one of the most lopsided games of the day almost 80% of bets on Iowa but Pritch Line open three, it's up to five. I think you're buying low in a contrarian play with Penn State. Uh, Also keep an eye out for uh, Notre Dame getting points against Duke. All right. Uh, We'll stay tuned for that. I'm going to be locked in on college hoops. I certainly got to catch up now that the NFL season is over as we head to the big game. Good luck. Great job today, Josh. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex-
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. 